Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your sleep-deprived host, Tony Canyons. Just got back from, from uh, the first of two Las Vegas conferences in a row. Uh, and today I have with me Pamela Corey, the president at the Chinese and American Insurance Association. Pamela, how's it going today? Good. How's everything with you? Well, you just said sleep-deprived, right? So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing fantastically well. Uh, I am uh, at the tail end of a two-month tour of conferences. Uh, and, and so I have one left. I have Insure to Connect left, which is the biggest. Uh, and for the first time, I went to AppliedNet, which was very good, uh, but I really didn't want to spend two weeks in a row in Vegas. Uh, so I came back to my brother's in, in Kansas last night, landed about 1 a.m., uh, and, and then I've put in most of a workday. Um, so so uh, we met at the Business Insurance, the magazine, uh, Diversity and, and, and insurance, I believe it's called the leadership uh, conference. Uh, and I had, I, I, I thought I was familiar with all or, or, or the great majority of, of kind of the, the DEI organizations within insurance, and I had never heard of the Chinese American Insurance Association. So I am very, very curious about the association and, and, and uh, where it came from, how you got involved. Uh, so yeah, I'd love to hear the story of, of the association. So we'll, we'll start with a little bit of um, history of the association and how it was started and why. Um, and then I'll explain my role. So the Chinese American Insurance Association was founded by one reinsurer, one life insurance broker, and one PNC insurance broker. Um, Historically, there actually was no Chinese insurance brokers in the Chinatown community. Um, David Chin was the first in New York. He had a small retail shop. And then David J. Louie started a wholesale retail agency. And David had seen that there was a real gap um, between the Chinese community and the insurance community and that there was a real gap between brokers like himself and the larger insurance community and so they founded this organization together to do just that bridge the gap between the chinese community and the insurance community to educate the chinese community and then to bring the chinese insurance community into the actual insurance community and that was in the 80s that they founded this organization um, and really strived to make sure that they, they were making sure that everybody was involved and knew what was happening and knew what their needs were and that their needs were getting met uh, by the carriers, right? Because if you don't know they're there, how are you going to service them? So that's really the mission statement behind it. It's grown since then. Um, we do a lot more community outreach. Actually, we just hosted yesterday a charity give back day in Chinatown where we brought our sponsors down to a local food bank to distribute food, right? And we catered in hot meals to give out as well to all of the, uh, all of the people that were there. So it was a very meaningful experience. My involvement began, began when I joined Seneca. Um, Seneca had a very unique footprint as a carrier in the Asian American insurance market. And we had a gentleman that works for the company 
that actually started that book. He was with China America in China and he came here into the United States with China America and his brokers came with him. And when he left China America and then eventually ended up with Seneca, his brokers came with him. Um, and he grew that book from nothing. So about um, $12 million or so. And then he decided he was going to relocate to Texas. And so I got very, very concerned about their needs from a relationship management standpoint being met now where their key relationship for the last, you know, 20 years was now relocated across the country. So I went out into the community to start meeting with all those brokers and to my surprise, David Chin and David Louie, who I knew from my, my career at AIG, were two key members of that group. And so I became very, very involved with those brokers and the book here at Seneca to make sure that everybody's needs were getting met. And I met the Chinese American Insurance Association. I met the board there. A number of those board members were Seneca relationships. And one of the board members was getting ready to retire from the board. And he asked if I would be interested in, in taking one of the seats on the board. Um, and the following year, then the board asked me formally to become a member of the board and at the end of that year I had been elected into the succession as president. So it's now been how many years that you've been involved with the association? I've been formally on the board for about six years now. Okay, that, that, is, that is a long time for, for a uh, for, for, for a non-profit. Um, so I, I am curious. Um, a lot of what you what you what you guys do is is community outreach. Uh, is there a, a a culture of 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 insurance with the Chinese American community, or or is there is there a lot of, of education building around what insurance can can do? Uh, like, are, are are they generally already buying insurance, and it's just a matter of serving them better, or are they significantly underinsured? So it actually depends on what generation they are, right? So if they're newly immigrated or, you know, if they are first, no, I wouldn't even say first generation. If they're an immigrant, um, they're going to be underinsured. They're going to need a lot more education uh, because there are mandatory coverages here and things that we do here in insurance that they don't have in China. Right, so they get here and they work really hard and they build a business and now they're being told that they must make these purchases. Um, and if you've ever spent time in immersing yourself in the immigrant story, you can only imagine what they go through for the American dream to then get told you gotta, you've killed yourself for 10 years, now you have to give this money away, right? It, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. Um, the second, first generation, even second generation are much more sophisticated. They already understand that, but there might be things that they don't understand. So if we look at the impact right now of convective storm on rates and climate change and what's happening around the country and around the world and what's driving um, the hard market, they may not understand that, right? Those constant rate increases, the push for insuring to value, by the banks, uh, the Chinese community does buy a lot of real estate. So uh, suddenly the increased insurance to value plus rate increases, 
And then on top of it, maybe some tightening of coverage, depending on where they're located. That takes an extra level of education because that's, that's a more sophisticated level of buying that when you're a small business owner, and it doesn't matter if it's within the Chinese community or not, might not be there. So that's actually a seminar that we're working on coming up for January is talking about the difference between a rain-driven event um, and a surge event and flood coverages and the need to take those extra measures in protecting the property and making sure that your investment is safe. And, and language-wise, do, do, do those in English or do those in both languages? Uh, so we will usually, so any of the brokers speak English very well. There's not an issue when it's a carrier to broker conversation. When we're doing it directly to the community, then we always want to make sure we're doing it bilingual. Okay. And, and uh, I, I see that, you, that you, on the website that you also have events. Uh, what, what, are, what are the events you generally have in any given year? Uh, we always have a appreciation party for our financial supporters. We always have a holiday party. Um, the big one is the Lunar New Year banquet. It's probably the signature event. People consider that a who's who's networking events of the year. Plus, it's it's a cultural immersion, right? So it's a great deal of fun with sometimes dancers or, or face changing or you know, in the dragon dances. And so that's probably the big, big one. But then I said, we do, um, we partner with CPCU or NIA and Chinese Manpower, and we do job fairs, we do internship fairs, we do just community education about insurance, um, promoting the industry as a, as a career option to people that might have never heard of it. I am personally, um, probably a big loud mouth about making sure that we're getting to them when they're in high school and you know getting them excited about all the options that there are in insurance so we do a lot of that as well so Chinese manpower has actually been a really big partner for us in helping us get deep into the community to the high school students to recent college grads and really promoting the industry and the career options that, that is fantastic we, we, we don't we don't do a great job of that even with your traditional uh, Americans uh, and, and much less so with any sort of minority communities and, and uh, with uh, Chinese Americans be, being such a large community it, 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 we're losing out by, by not uh, but, but hold on we have, we have a little bit of, of of an echo hopefully it's better now Okay. Yes, I, I think that it went away. Sorry about that. Um, so, so uh, with, the, with them being a, a very large minority group, it, it's so important for, for, for us to get them in, excited for, for insurance careers, which truly are just fantastic careers. And in, in, in my experience, uh, especially in the, in the broker community, uh, people like to buy insurance from, from people who understand their culture and hopefully speak their language. Uh, right, same thing with Latinos. Uh, even even with African Americans, where there's no no language issue, uh, they, they still feel, feel more comfortable buying insurance from people that that look like them, right? Right, and that understand their culture. So it is it is important to to get enough cover to to get enough and the right coverage into the community. You need to to be well represented by them in the community. Um, is it is is it New York only, or or are are, are you active in in San Francisco or, or in other large Chinese American areas? Uh, 
so Kaya was founded as a New York group, but it pretty much does serve the whole of the East Coast. Uh, we are right now looking to expand into more states. I feel that there was so much going on here that I don't know that there was enough time historically for anybody to really tackle expanding it out, which is what we're looking into right now. So I'm really excited about that. But I know like the, the you know, the community up in Boston, they actually come down here for the banquet and the different events. And so I want to say that most of the East Coast actually funnels in through the local New York team. Yeah, I, I would think uh, uh, San Francisco is, is, is where you have another huge Chinese American population that's too far away to be to be involved in in, in the East. Uh, that, that's that, that's fantastic, and and, it, and it's been uh, you said since the '80s that yeah. the organization's been around. It's, yeah, it's over 30 years old. Okay, so for any listeners who who, who want to get involved, what, what's what's the best way to to uh, to get in touch and 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 uh, touch base on on becoming involved with, with the association? So you can always find me on LinkedIn or Instagram. Um, or on the website. So we have, we do have a board member and we do have a company that helps us out with monitoring our LinkedIn as well as our website to make sure whoever reaches out is gotten back to usually within 24 hours. We, we're always, always want new members. We're always willing to help with whatever the, you know, the problem might be or whatever the need might be. So I would say those are probably the two best ways. Okay, fantastic, and I, I will uh, both tag you on LinkedIn when 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 the uh, when when the episode goes out, and also uh, I will include both your, the website and your LinkedIn on the show notes. Uh, and thank you so much for for, for your time today. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.